Hello and welcome to another Tabletop Games Blog Saturday Review. The snow shelf reached from horizon to horizon in all directions. We were in the Valley of the Ancient Ones, which was a frozen region pounded by deadly storms, but which had made space for a single lone city. It was summer and time for the guilds to go on their annual pilgrimage and explore this tundra. As one of the leaders, you were about to take your guild to look for vestiges of a civilization whose existence had been passed down through myths and stories. If you were successful, you would bring riches and prestige to your lodge. You knew the risks, but you were prepared to go out onto the ice by Bragu and Samson F. Perret from this way. Ice, or ICE, is another game with an epic introduction. It has its own background story with a seemingly rich history. In that way, it reminds me of Scythe, which draws players deeply into its own world with the wonderful illustrations, a convincing setting, and even some small story elements. Both games are definitely visually appealing and play on the toy factor. However, while Scythe's plastic mechs are lovely, they aren't critical to gameplay. Ice's five layers of hex tiles, on the other hand, are vital and a big attraction for this game. Yet, while there are a few similarities between the two games, they are very different. Ice is all about the efficient use of your action points, or exploration points as they are called in this game, Everything you do has a cost and timing can be important. While you are eager to dig up the ice and remove an available hex from the board to gain bonuses or work toward collecting sets of artifacts, you need to gather enough explorers to allow you to do so. Once you have excavated the tile, you need to move to the next possible dig location. You also want to make sure that nobody else commandeers the explorers you brought along to work for them thereby undoing your efforts. There's also often a race to get to the perfect spot, so you are the first to get hold of valuable artifacts. The game is also limited to a maximum of 7 days, the equivalent of rounds, which end when everyone has passed or run out of action points. That is not a lot, and the game will be over quicker than you think, so timing is key in ice. The setup does take a while because you need to separate the 143 hexagonal tiles by type and then start building the five layers that make up the ice sheet. However, snapping together the four parts of the game board, which have magnets on them to ensure nothing falls apart, is very satisfying. The hex tiles are chunky and the custom wooden components are lovely, making for a very tactile gameplay experience. It's a pleasure to dig up one of the hexes or move your leader or the explorers over the board. In fact, it's the multiple layers of tiles that attracted me to ice. A game where you, almost, literally dig into the ice is very appealing. Not only is it fun to remove the tile, but there is excitement when you discover what is underneath. You always reveal the edges of three more hexes on the lower level. You hope that at least one of them is exactly what you need to complete your 
or the shared objectives. At the same time, you wonder if the other leaders are close enough to get to the lair before you do. So, there's definitely a huge toy factor at play here. However, that is definitely not a bad thing. It's perfect and will appeal to a lot of people. It's surprising how satisfying it is to finally go down another layer after grafting so hard to open up the hexes above to give you access to another tile. Players are likely to need to help each other with the digs, but at the same time everyone wants to have first dibs on what is uncovered. There is a lot to ice. There are a number of different actions everyone can do, and each faction has a unique power. Most of the actions should be instinctively clear. For any remaining questions, the rulebook does an amazing job of explaining everything really well. Sure, there is a misprint where two paragraphs were swapped around and ended up with the wrong illustrations, but that's not a biggie. So far, so good. However, unfortunately, ice can become quite monotonous. You move around the ice, take explorers along with you and dig up a tile, and then you do it all again. You do have to keep an eye on what everyone else is doing, but ultimately it's a lot of move, dig, repeat. Except for the excitement of discovering what the next layer has to offer, there just isn't a lot of variety. Eyes feels a bit long too. Your ultimate aim is to uncover the fifth layer, but that can be tricky to achieve within the seven day time limit. That sounds like a contradiction, but in reality those seven days easily take an hour and a half, probably more if you play at a leisurely pace. That's a long time when you keep doing practically the same thing, maybe with the odd interruption of an event or another player jumping into your excavation site and stealing the precious artifact you needed to score big. I suppose the gameplay does reflect the setting very well. An icy wilderness can be very monotonous and the harsh conditions slow everything right down. What would normally be done in no time at all can take hours. Yet for a board game, that doesn't quite sit well. Now, I love the feeling I get from playing a game set in freezing conditions. See my review of K2, for example. I also love puzzly set collection games with a limited number of action points. Even more so, I love a game that's very tactile. Ice ticks all of those boxes. Yet, you do have to accept that this game can drag on a bit, just like K2 does. So while it does indeed outstay its welcome, Ice is still a game I enjoy. The problem is I'm unable to find people who enjoy games where you can feel the cold getting into your bones. However, if you have a group of intrepid adventures to hand, then I'd strongly recommend you bring your snow gear and assemble a team of explorers around you to dig deeper into the ice. Thank you for listening to this Tabletop Games Blog Saturday Review Podcast. Please check the description below for links mentioned in this episode as well as to the written version of this article on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us some stars or leave a review. Please also tell your friends about me and if you want to offer financial support, check out my Patreon Ko-fi pages, links to which you'll find in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. So thank you again for listening, and I hope to see you again soon. This podcast was made possible by the generous help of my supporters. Royal Patron, Sean Newman. Magic Champion, John Risley. 
Castle Guards, David Miller and James Naylor. Dice Masters, Alex Bardi, Paul Grogan and Robin Kay. And Shining Lights, Jacob Davis, Gavin Jones, Sarah Reed and Richard Simpson.